Today's episode is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. Just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. Today's show is also brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance agency that does things just a bit differently. They help health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, vegans, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com forward slash success or mention the promo code success when you talk to a Health IQ agent. And now let's jump into today's show. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always, by the Bayesian sensation, who's not very Bayesian right now, Mr. <laughs> Carl Wesley no, Phillips. And another one. We're back, no y'all. Stay. Still, I'm going to find a way day. to make it the best day still, y'all. But we day. here. we here. Eric Thurgood Douglas, Thomas the, the Ninth. Uh, man, excuse my co-host, guys, if they sound a little down. I called them for the podcast, and I'm like, yo, what's up? Y'all ready to roll? And both of them were like, yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, so I went and checked the <laughs> forecast up there in the uh, good old mitten. And uh, turns out you guys are, are having a bit of a gray day, I understand. Mm. Fifty Shades of Gray, Fifty Shades of Gray. That's the one we're whitening it with some white. <laughs> fifty shit, all fifty. Ain't nothing sexy about this fifty <laughs> shit. Yep, nothing <laughs> sexy. Wow, so it's that bad, huh? Oh, Carl, I seen the man. picture you sent. Looked like you was driving two miles an hour. Oh yeah, I know that's right. Two Bro, miles an hour, so it's everybody April. sees you. I mean, man. <laughs> yeah. he, he, you, and we you know he out. ain't been there. In, about 10 years. I so thought I if I came back to back. April, though, oh. I at least have showers. <laughs> I didn't even get a- April showers. I'm getting April snow. No, that's a myth, bro. That don't, yeah, no, that, that's like if you live in Atlanta <laughs> or something. I don't, know what, uh, I don't know what they got up there. But, uh, hey, man, I'm just going to pray for you. I'm not even going to tease y'all, man, because I know it's uh, got to be tough. I'm, I'm not even going to tell y'all we've been in, like, the 70s, 80s the last few days. So... Uh, it is what it is, but mm, man, let's. Mm, uh, mm. Can we do the podcast anyway? The people, the people still want a podcast. Oh, we got so, to. Uh, hopefully, we, we can still deliver. Uh, if I have to carry them, it'll be no surprise to you guys anyway. But um, yeah, let's let's roll. Hey, um, oh, oh, am I tripping or uh, do kids just ask tough questions? So Trey is at that age now, where. Um, he just has a lot of tough questions that I don't know the answer to. And so this week in particular, he's just been going in. Like his brain is just everywhere. Like he's at that, you know, he's four. So now he's like not a baby, you know, but he's not old enough to really know what's going on all the time. So it's like this gray period where, 
you know, is not quite sure what's real, what's not real, what's happening. So I'm sitting here today and I was like, yo, let me just write down some of these questions he asked me this week and get the guy's answer on it and see if we can't, um, you guys can't help me. I guess, Carl, you have a son who's a little older than Trey, but I'm sure you've gotten some of these questions. So let's just go through some of them. I want to see how y'all would answer the question. So, and just see if y'all answered the same way as I did. All right. So first question is for both of y'all for $500. Where does water come from? Mm. I'm going to start with the sky. Let's just start there and see where it goes. The sky. Okay. So I said rain. I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm assuming at some point it rained, you know, the ocean. I'm not sure. Um, What makes thunder? The, ooh. So, yeah, I, I remember this one with Jordan. The clouds hitting together, but unfortunately, he been in the plane. And he like, yo, the clouds don't look like they'll make noise. So that got me in problems. See? Uh, I'm saying um, angels that <laughs> cry. <laughs> or fussing. Uh, uh, that would Fight. be rain, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said make up something. Carl the the number okay. one answer. So I got to make up something. Okay. Didi Day here. Okay. Um, why do I have two eyes if I can only see one thing? Well, probably you could just tell them angles, though. I'm sure if you just had one eye, you probably wouldn't be able hmm. to see. That might be the number one answer. Good. I definitely didn't go with that. Um, okay, here goes an easy one that got progressively harder. Where do you go when you die? What's the common sense answer to say to a four-year-old? Is the, mm. uh, is, the earth isn't good enough. The earth isn't good enough. You know, I said you're going to ask. No, no, no. I said heaven. And then he said, um, does everybody go there? See, that's mm. why I wouldn't say heaven. <laughs> right. That can get you in trouble. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I'm saying you want to keep it as PG as possible, man. Right. So I said heaven. And he said, does everybody go there? I was like, ah, wouldn't. Not everybody. He was like, where does everybody else go? Mm. Like, not heaven. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, a couple more here. How big is the world? Uh, how big? Real big. How yeah, big real is the big. world? Oh, yeah, that's a science question. I'm definitely oh, That's not. what I said, real big. He said, but real how big. big, Dad? How big? Just tell him it'll take, what's the what's the book? It'll take you, eight, what's the, uh, around the world in 80 days? Tell him it'll take 80 days to go all the way around it. Okay. All right. Well, those were the questions, but that I, I, I'm going somewhere. It led us to another question, um, and this isn't really what I wanted to talk about today, but... Um, Man, we were somewhere and, um, you know, there was a, I don't even know if the correct term is panhandler. I think that's kind of old, right? Like, um, what do you call, what do you call it now? No, 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 not a hustler. Somebody on the street asking for money, that's not a hustler. Like with a sign or something. Uh, Yeah. That's a term for it. I know what you're saying. I'm saying it used to be panhandler. I just don't know if that's politically correct. So I didn't want to offend nobody. But let's say, uh, let's just describe it. So somebody on the side of the road asking for money, beggar, right? Yeah, be- so, and I don't like to use the word beggar because that's kind of, you know. <laughs> so you take my panhandler and double down and go worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying I've heard people Broke say. beggar. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard like, you know, I've been in the car with people and I heard my man begging. So like I said, it wouldn't, okay. it's not a term I would use yeah, because yeah, it's kind of derogatory. Yeah. But yeah, you're yeah. asking for help. Um, so this is, so this was Trey and I, we went to go grab something to eat, just a little boy's time. And we pulled up uh, on the side of the road and there was a a gentleman out there, um, 
who were, who had a sign, said, I need money, whatever. I had happened to have like a couple, I never have any cash. I always feel terrible. I'm like, this gotta be a much harder to do in the, in the 2018 than it was in like the 90s when everybody had cash. Um, but I had happened to have a couple of dollars just sitting in the, uh, in the glove compartment. So I just grabbed it, you know, handed it to my man and, and, you know, he said, thank you and God bless. And, you know, he walked away and Trey was like, yo, dad, why'd you just give him money? And I said, um, because he, I, I think he's in need, son. And so he's like, okay. But, you know, Trey, he don't let nothing go. Like he want the full like I, we literally had probably a 30 minute conversation. So he was like, um, but why did you give him money? Why doesn't he have money? Cause we've been, cause I've been teaching him that you gotta go to work to make money, right? You gotta actually work to make money. So he's like, cool. So he's like, well, why doesn't he just work? And I'm like, uh, I think maybe he tried to work and he couldn't find work. So, we, so we're going down, that's why I asked y'all these questions. Cause we're going down this rabbit hole now. And I told him, um, and so now I'm trying to teach a four-year-old about, you know, his uh, social responsibility. And so we're having this conversation. And I'm like, I tell him, I'm like, mommy and daddy have been very blessed. You know, God has blessed us with a lot. And so we have to give back and we have to do, you know, this and we have to do that. And so he's like, oh, okay, I got it. And he's like, well, daddy, why didn't God bless him? Mm. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like... Go, mm. go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> tell, him, tell him he did, and he didn't take advantage of the blessings. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And so, and that, that, right, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, he's like, well, and I said, because he said, well, why did God bless us? I said, he loves us very much. He said, well, God doesn't love mm. him. Okay. And so now I'm like, I'm all the way, so I'm like, now I'm trying to explain it, and I'm like, okay. Um, and I, so I try to, like, break it down to his level, and I'm like, yo, you know, you have parents who, you know, have been blessed and they have jobs. Some people haven't been as fortunate. And so, you know, even their kids are not as fortunate. So there may be a little boy who doesn't have any toys. And so he's like, he doesn't have any toys. And I'm like, no. I was like, so matter of fact, when we get home, right now I'm like, we're about to have a whole hookup. I'm about to drive home, make him pick out <laughs> some toys, and we're going straight to Goodwill to give him away. Mm. So we so we're on the way home and now Trey's having a panic attack. He's like, Oh love. How did we get here? And so I'm like, yo, you gotta pick out some toys when we get home and we're gonna take them to, you know, uh, a place where they can give them to a little boy who doesn't have any toys. So then Trey's freaking out, but then he goes, oh, okay, daddy. Uh well, I can give him this one dragon because it's broke and I don't ever play with it. And I can mm. give away this thing because I don't ever, you know, use this thing. And I don't ever have to, you know, this is a little baby toy so I can give him this. And so now I'm having the conversation about not giving away your bad stuff, but mm -hmm. giving away the stuff you actually like. So I might have took it too far and told him he had to give away his new toy. And he, <laughs> oh, he about lost it. Oh, no <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's a little uh, much. I was like, okay, that's a little much. Maybe not. We're, re we're not ready for that yet. But we came home and we, you know, we cleaned up these toys. You know, the ones he said he, you know, didn't want or he didn't use anymore. And I tried to explain to him that this little boy still wanted to have fun with the toys. So we took the toys up to Goodwill and that was kind of it. And um, he talked to his mom a little bit about it later that night. But I was, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, man, I just wanted to bring it to the podcast. And like I said, we don't have to talk about this the whole time. It was actually something else I had in mind. But I just wanted to know, one, 
how you guys would have handled that conversation. And e, if you ever had to have those conversations with your kids, and then Carl, if you've crossed that bridge yet with your mm-hmm. kids, so. True. Yeah, no, I, I'm talking about almost identical. See, the only thing that I did different was I usually go, so I had, I had an experience with a guy that I met. We were in Philly, and I met this guy. So, so the only twist to the explanation that I gave Jordan was sometimes unfortunate things happen to people. Because the, the dude that I met, I just remember his story. Like, his mom got sick. My man was regular dude working. I think he had, like, a, it was post office or something. He did something. It was a regular job. And his mom got sick, whatever. You know, he ended up having to hospital. They didn't have good insurance, whatever. My man had, a, like, he lost his house literally paying for his mom. His mom ended up dying. Now he was literally just, like, out on the streets. We talked for about 30 minutes that, that night out there. So, like, my explanation to Jordan is different, like, in terms of that's the only piece that I say is different. See, like, yo, like, sometimes things happen in life. Like, we can't always control. God still loves us, but th- there's just things that happen, and sometimes it's a little too much for us to handle. So our, our situation changes. Now, again, he can't understand all of this, see? But same process. Like, I, I, I literally had them, like, over the Christmas break, we did it. We talked about it, and I had them, like, get some some gifts. Um and, and let's just take him to some other kid. Didi bought him a train, E, and he had, so this one worked out real well for me, see, so I didn't have to go all the way, like, give me your best, but he had, he had the exact same train already. I was like, oh, somebody just bought you that one. What do you think we should do with this one? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I got, you know, his thing was, I got two. Right, exactly. I was like, yeah, not quite. Like, you got one already. Like, you don't think there's some other kid out there that doesn't have one could use it? And, I, you know, I kind of coached him into it. Again, not willing, but he was kind of like, yeah, I guess. And then he kind of settled in the middle. He's like, yo, I'm going to give it to Mason, our next door neighbor. He's like, I'm going to make sure Mason get one. I was like, all right, that's a win. I'm going to yeah, take it. At least yeah. you're thinking about somebody else. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's just real, man. Yeah, it's tough to have the conversation, you know, and, and you know, Obviously, you know, all of us grew up in different circumstances, but I don't think any of us grew up in like extreme poverty, right. obviously. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you you try to teach your kids and I'm, I'm like, I don't even know, like when I remember it and Trey has a, an extremely high EQ for a mm-hmm. four year old. Obviously, he's asking all these questions he wants to know. But E, like, when do you when did you try to start teaching your kids this? Maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe it's just too early. Like he just learned to share like for like a second, you know what I'm saying? Like a year ago, you know what I'm saying? Where he could be like, all right, cool. You can play with the toy two seconds, give it back. Um, but E, I guess for you, you know, being the veteran of the group, you know, how, how would you handle these conversations and how did you? Yeah, I, you know, it's crazy just even thinking about uh, it, but I, because I never really had the conversation, but I was asking myself, why didn't I have it? And it was probably because, you know, Jalen and Jada were born in, you know, Huntsville, when we were uh, probably in the middle of, uh, you know, the GED, you know, we were going to the hospital every weekend. We were going to prisons regularly. I mean, we were doing the uh, kitchen soup. You know, our church was doing a lot. Our young people were doing a lot, mm. you know. And so our kids was really in the midst of uh, people who were, you know, disadvantaged on a regular basis. You know, um, that was a part of our, you know, ministry. You know, your mom is a, did he did the home health nursing. Uh, we babysat a lot for kids, you know, people who had, you know, teenagers who had kids, you know, so our house was pretty much, um, uh, you know, college, uh, high school students were in and out. Some high school students had parents, some didn't, you know, so I was constantly feeding kids. So I think Jalen and Jada kind of, you know, grew up in that 
you know, in that world, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was until they got to Michigan. And then we started doing work at the, the university. Um, but still, as a church, we were doing, you know, uh, different little things. So I, I don't think I had that conversation with them because they were like in the midst of it. And when you talk about panhandling or whatever, a lot of those people were, uh, those disadvantaged people were with us. Like they were a part of our um, our summer programs. And remember, we would go to like a city for a whole, you know, four weeks doing a tent revival. And we, so a lot of those individuals would be with us during the day and we would be feeding those people, you know what I'm saying, during the day. And Jalen had to give away clothes you know, during that time frame. So I think it's a little different in that they weren't in this, they, they weren't, it wasn't isolated for them. It was something that they were, you know, they were a part of. And then when you know their grandmother, you know, that's how their grandmother is. Oh, like yeah. right now, yeah, she stayed yeah, like she that, stayed yeah, like that to this day. Yeah. So they yeah. grew up at her house, like being around those kids, playing with those kids. So not even really knowing that, know there was a difference because they eating like the other kids eating, you know, they dressing like, you know, whatever that means, dressing, because their mom would buy a lot of clothes and keep it in the house for disadvantaged people. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was a little different for them because they were actively in that community, you know what I'm saying, on a, uh, you know, on a regular basis. And, and I don't know why they never really complained about it or saw the difference between them and the others. Now they do now. You know, Jalen start, Jalen will ask, say stuff now. And of course, it's not questions, you know, uh, but he'll definitely be like, man, grandma's still on that. They, she's still bringing six, seven kids to church, you know, snotty nose, whatever. And it was so funny. We were in Orlando and um, that's probably one of the ways Didi got sick. But there were like, man, three or four little four year olds, three year olds that wanted to be with Didi. Their mama's like, oh, can you babysit? Can you adopt them? And Didi's walking through the uh, parent night. She can't even do like the hula hoot and the the what is it the um the um um what is it called the jump the double dutching because she babysitting you know so I'm laughing because I'm like yo you so much like your mom even though you don't want to be you so much like your mom so I, yeah like I said I just think for my kids they were so much a part of that enter to learn depart to serve type community that it is it, not something that they saw like you know on a monthly basis but it was something that they you know kind of experienced daily. Yeah, no, and I and I'm you know as as you go forward and you know I know Jalen and Jada now are you know well rounded and stuff like that, but you know you're right and my kids I guess don't really have that experience like you know they're around yeah, y'all, that's real. around my grandparents and yeah. you know I've never really they've never really been exposed to you know that particular life and, I, and right, I'm like right. I don't really know like because I thought about that you said going to the. Uh, soup kitchen like I thought about that but I'm like man it might be too you know too soon for that you know what I mean it's like I don't I don't want to stress him out like Trey especially you know he gets stressed out like whoa what's going on and so I'm trying to figure out that right age but it just I, I guess it's part of being a parent man and just trying to figure that out and I know it'll come and I know it'll you know be there but you know obviously you know we have been blessed and we do do well and I'm like all right but you need to know you know even like relative like even relatively speaking like I'm looking at, I'm like, you got it, you know, and, and trust me, my parents did a lot and we were straight. Like we were middle class as it comes, but like I've never been on an airplane. I've been on an airplane one time before I met E, right? And I met E when I was 22. I've been on an airplane one time. You know, so Trey got like a frequent flyer number. He got his own suitcase. He show up at the airport. You know what I'm saying? Like he know what's going on. I'm like, bro, probably been on 150 flights and he four you know what I'm saying and so I'm like whoa you live even a different life you know you were staying at the fountain blue in Miami and I'm like 
you know, even relatively speaking, you know, you're above where even I was. So I'm like, man, I got to work twice as hard to make sure now you understand. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not growing up, you know, in, in you know, a place where you're going to see that on a regular basis. And so I guess it's, um, yeah, I guess it, it is what it is. And I guess it's all hey, relative, too, curse, right? Yeah. I was going to say yesterday, so this it's funny you brought this up. Yesterday, Tamisha actually had, I don't know what she was doing, but she was probably on Facebook or something. She came across this video when y'all get a chance to look at it. So it's something from the Philippines. And she called me, Jordan, and Jesse, like, y'all come here, sit down, watch this. And literally, I'll just give y'all a brief synopsis of it, but it's a dude that literally makes a living by he goes to a landfill, like garbage dump, grabs any scraps of food he can find and takes that back and sells it to people. Like he'll get like, I'm just talking about, it looked like a five pound bag of like, I'm talking about waste, like chicken bones, that kind of stuff, you know, just scraps. He would sell that for like 50 cents. And you, they literally followed the process where people would now go back and buy this, take it home. My man literally washed the food, like in water, washed it, and then cooked that joint over and fed his family. And I'm just sitting there like, wow. So Jordan, couldn't he couldn't really watch it. See, like he was kind of like watching and kind of pulling back. Jesse kind of paid more attention, but she was young. She, she probably can't get it yet. But... Like, I was just watching his reaction to it. It's like, yo, I don't even know if my man can really handle this thing, like you just saying. But it's crazy to, how, yeah, how do you balance that and let them, you know, be aware that, like, yo, y'all do have it, like, super privileged right now. Like, how do you yeah. balance that? And I think that's, you, as y'all know, we talked about it before, but, you know, obviously, you know, us looking for a house and we actually found a school that we really liked that was, you know, high in diversity, um, you know, and it's a public school. And we talked about the private versus public thing. And like I said, I, I'm trust me, I'm I'm all for you know private school, and I, if that's what works, I just when we went to the private school, I was looking like man, it goes all the way up to you know twelfth grade, and I'm like man, it was kids like pulling up in like Range Rovers and you know Mercedes, and I'm like yo, I'm like dang, I'm like is this real life? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at this like, whoa, like, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. And so I'm and, and nothing against people who choose to do that. I'm with it. I, I guess my question to you is, when, I know we had this discussion years ago on the podcast, but now it's actually getting real because Trey's close to kindergarten mm-hmm. and we have went and toured some private schools. Um, we just so happened to find a public school that we fell in love with. Who, that's a great school. That's got great diversity. There's kids that are, you know, lower income, you know, medium, high, you know, it's, it's just a nice balance. And so we'd really like to find, you know, a home in that particular area. Um, but let's revisit that just for a quick second. If 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 you had if you were E.T. now that you were when the kids started kindergarten, uh, what do you think you would have done? Yeah, I think I do the same thing. You know, I'm concerned about a few things. I'm concerned about you being able to still um, have relationships with your family, because I think that's important, you know, and I don't care what social economic status your family is, I think you still need to have and be able to relate to your cousins, to your aunts, to your uncles, to your grandparents. You know, I don't, I don't think that you should have this, you should live in a world where like you're only concerned about like your friends. I think the world at large you should be able to, um, like whatever community you're growing up in, if you're growing up in Atlanta, I think that you should be able to go to the schools in the inner city 
and be able to contribute. Like y'all know, I still take Jalen with me on trip. When I was just in Atlanta, he was in Atlanta. I'm like, yo, you need to speak to the kids. You need to right. speak to the teachers. Like I had, I was doing a teacher training. I was like, yo, book, what was your experience like with teachers? Like how, how, how do you feel about school? How did you feel about coming, you know, K through 12 college, you know? And, you know, of course he had to answer, you know, then of course, when we were doing the middle school, it's like, book, these kids are closer to your age. Why? Certainly than they are my age. Talk to them. What mistakes did you make? What could you do differently? You know, and just making sure that my children can contribute, you know, mm. to uh, society as a whole. They're not so smart or they're not so um, privileged that they isolate themselves from the world that they live in. You know what I'm saying? I want you to be able to have a conversation about Republican, Democrat, independent. And I'm not going to tell you what to be, but I want you to have a conversation, you know, about tax reform, about um, a gun, gun, you know, uh, gun control. Like I, I want you guys to be able to be social enough to contribute, you know? So for me, see, I felt like, um, you know, I did charter, I did public, you know, um, I did, um, uh, what do you call it? A, a more, um, cultural competent, uh, curriculum at one point, you know, I did a, what I thought would get them ready, a majority experience that would get them ready for Michigan State and for the world, you know, because I didn't want my, my children to be, you know, homogeneous in that they just deal with this group. I wanted them to be, you know, diverse. So I think I'll do it the exact same way. And like you see, I stay in a neighborhood. I could have lived anywhere, you know, but I stay in a and, and when I say anywhere, there are a couple more communities in our area that are more affluent that I could have lived there. You know, and I just made the choice that I didn't want my children, like you said, the Range Rover or whatever. I didn't want them I, while I wanted them to experience the world. I never want my children looking down at people. I never want mm -hmm. my children, you know, feeling well, there's like. There's another school of thought, and, and, and I'm playing devil's advocate against my own self because that's how we make good conversation on the podcast. Um there's another school of thought that would say, yo, why don't you give your kids the best, allow them to have the best education, allow them to have the best of the best, still teach them that, you know, social responsibility. And then, you know, who knows you, you, if you dim their light in terms of what you, uh, you know, expose them to, you know, how is the family family lineage going to grow? If you purposely suppress their learning, like if I, it, what if I could send them to a private school and I can afford to send them to private school and I purposely don't send them to a private school to get that, what I perceive to be a better social interaction, but you know, maybe Trey could have been, you know what I mean? The president, you know, and maybe, mm -hmm. you know, he's not because I, you know, chose to go the other route. So what about that school of thought? Yeah, that and I, say, and I, you and dimming I, your light by not moving into that. Yeah. And I, and I think when people say that they're just talking about one aspect of learning. And that is they might have the better um, curriculum and something. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? But not necessarily um, in terms of sports, you know, in terms of a debate team, in terms of a diverse um, 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 teacher population. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you might be right. Like you might be like one of those teams that are dominant in, in, in points and you do put up 110 points, but you don't play defense. You know, whereas you have that team that's a balanced team. Like you look at a Loyola, you know, a lot of people didn't know who they were, but they what made them good is that they were balanced in terms of scoring and they were pretty good when it came to defense. Whereas you might have a team, 
Um, like when you look at Michigan and 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 the you know their last game, they're they're good in defense, not necessarily that good in offense, and it was so lopsided. So for me, I don't see that you have the best, um, you know, curriculum. Meaning, you know, um, um, you have like the best tools. You got the smart boards. You got the best books. You got the whatever. I don't know that that's the best. Some of those places see have very a uh, high drug usage, you, you know, and so while, yeah, you got the best academics, but at the same time, in terms of uh, kids having access to drugs, kids having access to, you know, certain other things, I don't know that I want my kids uh, exposed to that. So I found what I thought was a, a well-balanced system right. where it was a very, very uh, academics was good, you know, very uh, good, good football program, um, good debate team. My little cousin who lived with me, uh, was in the uh, uh, choir. They had a real good musical program. So for me, I just felt like I wanted something that was balanced and that represented America as a whole and not necessarily, you know, just in this area, you elite, but you may not necessarily be elite, you know, in other areas. And I, and I don't know that I did the, the best job in the world. I mean, you, it's, it's what you said. See, you, you, you make assumptions, um, mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you, you test stuff out. You know, and then and, and then, you know, you make it happen. And I'm not one of those guys that say, you know, all oh, my kids are great kids and they, you know, they went to the best schools and I made all the great decisions. I don't know. You know, the, the verdict is still out, you know, but I do know that um, <laughs> I do know that I feel comfortable with, um, you know, Jalen did finish in four years. Um, Jalen took a year to kind of find himself and through not my own like not my Jalen do this, do that through some of his friends from the NBA, some of their parents, I felt like, yo, in a year's time, which to me is pretty quick when you graduate from college in four years, I think he's found that thing that he's like, yo, this mine, you know, with the um, basketball camps, this is like phase one for him. And, you know, for the most part, bro, I'm being real. I'm not saying it, you know, y'all know me, like I'm not, and I don't think there's anything wrong with parents who make their kids the brightest, the smartest, the most attractive. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. That's just not my swag. Like, I'm just not that kind of parent. I don't mind talking about what my kids do wrong. Like, I don't have a need for my kids to be angels because I, I wasn't one. I can one. verify yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying I wasn't <laughs> he ain't one. never been yeah. the one to be like, my kid is the star of the show. Not yeah, at all. Yeah. No, that's just not my swag. But I'm saying I can be honest and say that 80% of, of what's getting done for this triple-double, as Jalen called it, triple-double academy, uh, which is his brainchild for this, this, this um, you know, uh, critical thinking slash leadership uh, yep. slash basketball thing. 80% yep. of it he's doing. So it's not like one of those things where I'm like, okay, let me do this for my son so he can look good. It's like, no, if this is what you want to do, cool. I'll use my resources to support you, but like 80% of the work, you know, he's pretty much done. And so I guess to some extent, um, I can say, okay, it looks like it's working. He's in a relationship. You know, he's not necessarily all over the place, you know, in terms of that, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I think that, you know, I hope we no, did a decent job. Both of your job. kids are, are, are excellent kids. And, you know, I look at, man, you know, Josh, uh, his kids are obviously a little older than Carl and I's kids. And, I mean, Huddy with, you know, the stuff oh, he does. no question. You know, athletically and just yeah. the kind of kid he is and bear. He like he sent me a video of her like she wrote like an art like a story or so it was just incredible and just like so not only smart kids but just great kids in general and I'm like man as a parent 
Like that's your biggest fear that's the, is to mess absolutely. up like one of your kids. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and so it's so much that goes into this. And Candace and I really been like researching and studying, even having like the next neighborhood we move in is not necessarily going to be as diverse as this neighborhood. Right. And so you looking like, right. okay, cool. You know, we moving into this neighborhood. What pressures come along with that? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. I know, you know, for, for anybody out there who, you know, um, you know, doesn't know what I'm talking about. When you black and you move into a pretty much all white neighborhood or 90% white neighborhood, it's not that we feel any kind of way, but you do wonder if other people feel some kind of way. Is is Trey going to be able to go to, you know, every kid's house and play and be fully accepted? Now, it's 2018. My prayer would that would be yes, but do, am I... And I'd be lying if I said in my subconscious somewhere, and I'm not trying to manifest anything wrong. I'm like, I would have to prepare myself for the conversation of, you know, he feels different, you know, or somebody mm-hmm. made him feel different or a comment mm-hmm. was said, you know, I'll be real. My my niece, right? And I hope my sister-in-law doesn't care about me saying this, but my niece, you know, already, you know, she got big, beautiful hair, right? Just big, beautiful hair. And she goes to, you know, um, a private daycare and, you know, somebody, I don't know if somebody said something about her hair being kind of like big or, you know, you know, texture or whatever, but she came home and was like, hey, I don't like my hair. I don't, you know what I'm saying? She's four. She just turned four yesterday, you know? And I'm like, wow, like that kind of stuff is real. And so I think as a parent, and I don't, and I'll be honest, I don't worry about Trey much. He's his father's oh, son. Like he can blend yeah, into, you know, anywhere. And I mean, he, he's just such a lovable kid. And now Avery, I love her. Her mama love her, but she is, you know, she, she got a little, she got a different <laughs> little swag. And I'm like, man, so I, you know, for me, I'm like, and then she, you know, a female, obviously I'm like, man, are, are you know, is she going to have, you know, relationship troubles? Is she going to, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, it's all this stuff that's hitting me that you never really think of as a parent. And Josh and I were talking about it the other day. And he was like, wow. He was like, yo, it's just crazy. Obviously, Josh is white. He like, that's just something we never even had to think about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, trust me, as a parent, we all got things we think about. But the kind of stuff you're talking about, I never even thought about. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of transition in life, I guess, because you know, they're starting to see, you know, like color and they're starting to know what's up and people, you know, other kids are starting to say things. And um, like I said, you really do hope that you can, you know, raise yeah, well I think around though, the kids. And this is yeah. stuff I didn't even have to deal with you guys. Lansing, my hometown, as I probably I, I said just, before, yeah, is the most there, see, yeah. mixed place in the world. Yeah. Like literally, it, yeah. it was in a USA Today study. It's the mixed white, black, white capital of the world. Like it's more mixed you know, people there Anything, anywhere in the yeah. world. And I'm like, so I didn't even have to deal with these kind of things, but I live in Georgia, you know, and we're going to be moving to, you know, a, a, we live in a great area now. I love my neighborhood now, and it's very diverse. You know, we it's probably 50-50 in terms of, you know, whatever, or, you know, all kind of nationality, all kind of races, whatever. The next neighborhood, you know, where we're looking at houses, like I said, in this district is 90% white you know and Trey you know obviously you know Trey and my mom is white and so you know I I don't struggle with that at all and um but you know with my son and my daughter I'm like man all right cool here we go and it's something to think about man it's something to consider yeah but I think I think for your kids I'm not saying it's you know it's going to be heaven by any stretch of imagination but I think what they'll be able to do because they do have 
you know, their grandmother is white and they have white aunts and uncles and cousins. Mm-hmm. I think at least for them, they'll be able to say. They got a crossover. Yeah, they'll just be able to say like, yo, these people are evil. You know, they won't they mm-hmm. won't have to say, you know, all white people or whatever. They won't have to go down that path because like, yo, my grandma loves me. And oh, my yeah, grandma sure. don't, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So to some extent, you know, they have that advantage in, in, in growing up in a very, you know, diverse you know, family. Yeah, and, I, and like I said, I don't worry about them at all. You know what I'm saying? They they have no idea. Trey, I don't even think. I'm not gonna say Trey don't see color, but like you said, because he got it white cousins, for real, black for cousins, real, yeah. white grandma, black grandma. You know what I mean? Like oh. he don't really know what's up. But I'm saying at some point, you know, I'm sure, especially moving into a school like even now, his school. Y'all be, y'all both been into his school. It's fifty yeah. fifty. So even going to a school where it may not be as diverse. You know, you just kind of like, okay, this is the age where they start to form these social groups and stuff like that. And like I said, it just, it, it's something, and like I said, I'm not like, I don't want to, like, if you out there listening, I'm not like sitting at home, like we stressed out about it by no means. But yeah, it is, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to let y'all in on the yeah. conversations that my yeah. wife and I have when deciding to move, when deciding on a new school, when disca- deciding, you know, these things. You know, while living in, you know, Georgia. And, and I'm just saying, see, those are, so we having the same conversation now, of course, Jordan about to start in September. Now, my wife and my mom pretty much took over, so I don't have a say, which I'm cool with. Oh, no but, doubt. That's the best way to be, go. Oh, I'm just like, hey, whatever y'all comfortable with, they both went up to the school that they're looking at. That's the um, chameleon, the, girl. That's the chameleon. The, the chameleon, chill. <laughs> the, what do you call it? Lansing Christian up here, which, mm-hmm. which again, is it's Lansing. So you got a little bit of everything in there. But w- what the severity of the conversation is, and I think I need people to understand this, is like, dude, like, do you understand that the school you put him in could impact him? for Not could, it will. Oh, yeah, no question. Either which way. It will impact mm-hmm. them for the rest of their life, who they are, their confidence, you know, their relationships. Like, there's some stuff that's formed now at this age so when you say you're not stressed about it not stressed but yeah it's real like this is some stuff that's going to affect your kids life for the rest of their life the decision that you make which school to put them in so you can't take it lightly um i'm gonna share a random random story walking through the neighborhood here i think i told you this e to see tell me how you're and the story's worse than it sounds let me preface it by saying that it's worse than it sounds it, it wasn't what it sounded like but tell me your gut reaction see so i'm walking through the neighborhood not i ain't really i'm walking from my house to e's house and when the kids looks look, looked over at me and says hey you monkey what's your reaction uh <laughs> go to bed <laughs> <laughs> Dude, everything in my body, I turned. And when I tell you, again, just filters, I turned. <laughs> and I, was, I started walking back to the little man. And here, here, here I, God, God himself solved it for me, see. Little man said something as I was approaching him. Because I passed him. He got like, hey, you monkey or something. Like he, you could tell he was playful with it. But I'm like, yo, this is not funny. Like, I'm about to go say something. Because my kids play with these other kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm about to go say something. Dude, he says, don't laugh at me. But little man says, but you, you just going to just eat the banana and not offer me none? So mm. he was just, just being playful. You see what I'm saying? But again, mm. just, just talking about filters. Now imagine something like that happens to Jordan. He comes back home and says, little man, just call me a monkey. But you're not paying attention. I'm just saying, there are little things, but you just got to oh, be man. aware of things that can happen. Things. Yeah, my It's your fault for walking down the street eating a banana in the white neighborhood. My daughter has your banana in the house. Yeah, my no daughter black was folks, no folks to eat bananas in public. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, my daughter was called a nigga in school, you know, and, you know, we had to address it. My son, I like do he remember said, that. 
Yeah, like yeah. I remember when your neighborhood got spray painted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about that on the podcast? Of, I don't know. I don't think we did. Yeah. No? Did we? Yeah, his whole neighborhood got sprayed like like garages, like multiple yeah. in his sub. In, I guess y'all su- your subdivision too, Carl. Yeah, multiple yeah. Um, garages and yeah, spray painted the N word everywhere. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so you know, I'm saying I wasn't like in a, uh, you know, in a like alarm like kind of whatever. I'm like, yo, we live in a country where, you know, what I'm saying it's real. I've been to Australia, and I haven't had to deal with that. I've been to Canada. I haven't deal with. I don't have to deal with that. You know, but it's an American reality, you know, and so with my children, I don't go, this is a terrible country because uh, a sector of them are on that, but just prepare my daughter for like, yo, there's some people in this world that's just like, whatever. So that's why I see. What what do you, and Jada, I I know, I mean, now she's just a rock star, as we saw on the cruise, she's just a beast, but (laughs) at some point, and there were points, I think, when she was out there where... I'm, I'm sure she kind of felt some way about the way she mm-hmm. looked compared to everybody else because it wasn't a whole lot of diversity in her school. So yeah, it how was did none. you handle those conversations? Yeah, yeah. It was none. But, you know, again, I, I think what we have to do is we have to be very intentional and deliberate about, and, it, and this is just a piece of success. It's not about just raising kids, but you have to be very intentional and deliberate about your path, your goals, and you can't allow negativity to get you off of the course. So mm-hmm. I have to teach my daughter that she's beautiful, period. There, there are going to be some young men who are immature, you know, who may come in her life just, you know, for one thing, and that can hurt her. And I've got to teach her to get through that. Like, yo, you can't trip. They 19, 20, you know what I'm saying? They boys. You may not find a man until late 20s, early 30s. You know what I'm saying? But you can't let the fact that some dude God came in willing. your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Late 40s. Yeah. You can't let the fact that some dude came in your life and then he dating you and three other people crush your spirits. You know? And so my job as a father is, yo, I got to keep you on track. You're beautiful. You're intelligent. You know, you may pick your best friends now. You may not, you know, but just really keeping her on focus. And I think keeping her around, you know, the the the, the people that, she can look up to other women that she can look to outside of just her mom, you know, and outside of just people on television, but people yeah. that she can look to and say for her personality, I like that, you know, and just, and, and just being there for, it's funny. We, um, we had, of course, the uh, success series last night and a part of the success series is that's our time. You know, my daughter comes to every success series now, Jada doesn't necessarily come in and sit up front because she's not interested in that. This is my dad, and I want people to kind of know our our relationship. She's like, not that. But you see that's her in the hall. Only Jalen using that. Yeah, right. not coming, though. But he's not coming, hey, though. He's using it, but he's not physically there. Because <laughs> I, I saw it last night. Like, literally, me and E walked through the door, and Jada's like, see, you know you know the room, the, the Kiva. Yeah, of course. You know, over there with the little um, Spartan cafes, and they got, like, the little chairs on that side. Yeah, yeah. Like, she way over there on the chairs sitting he walks in and it was just a moment like they look. Yeah, I, did you go to her? Eat? No, I, I don't remember if you her. went to her. I, I, I don't even think you go. You went to her like they just waved at each other and it was like I saw her face like light up, bro. Like she looked like I'm talking about like wow. What oh a, yeah, that's you know something what I mean? new. It was like that I moment. I seen Jada not light up at E a bunch of times. 
looked like she dimmed down when she seen him. So crazy guy, y'all got over that moment. Yeah, no, it was a moment for I saw it, and I just kept walking, but I was like, oh wow, like it was a moment, and I didn't see her inside the room. I, like I started the beginning, and then I started, and she jumped in the car and got a ride home with us. But uh, like I saw, like that was a moment. Like and E, you kind of looked stuck for a minute, like you weren't sure if to go to her or not. Like I saw you kind of yeah, paused, kinda, I, like the yeah, awkward pause. Because I'm a, you know, for real, I'm a relational dude. Like that's who I am. But flamingo. Yeah, at the he same time, to go flamingo. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know what? She not. You know what I'm saying? So give her her space. You know, I, I'm mm. not. I don't live in Michigan State. Yeah, I don't live in this dynamic, and my daughter is not the kind of person who wants to be known for her father. Now, my son say that, you know, and to some no, extent he not he is. Either. He not either. Is, yeah, is, nah, is, yeah, yeah, not like that. Not yeah. like he could be, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Oh, definitely like, not how uh, he could be, but he'll, he'll be a little bit more, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And so, for real, I, I, I have to be intentional and deliberate about them. He used to have E.T. the hip-hop preacher son on his bio. So. Oh, no question. <laughs> yeah, no question that. So, yeah, I just think for every parent listening, like, you know, I saw, I saw a, um, you know how you see these memes? And I don't know about you guys, but every blue moon, I see one that I feel like, okay, this is like worthy of, of um, you know, grabbing repost. a picture of. You know what I'm saying? I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't repost it. I probably will later. But there's Funny, a picture of I saw of a, one the other day that I, I never do that. And somebody, I saw one go somewhere, man, and I um, snapshotted one too. So I, maybe yeah. I'll read mine. Yeah. So, I, no, here's mine right here. It's a bird flying off, and then there's mm -hmm. a nest. With the little chickies in it, and it's uh, you know it's on a branch, and it says life is a balance of holding on and letting go, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what we need to be intentional, or deliberate about, you know, even you know parents, uh, marriage, uh, relationships, you know, a business, for real, it is a balance of holding on and letting go, you know, and that's what that's what you have to do with your children. You hold on in the areas where it's like, okay, she is she's not liking school, she's you know people are making her feel funny about you know, her, her, her ethnic background, you know, so this time for dad to hold on strong, you know what I'm saying? And make you feel loved and make you feel important and share with you, you know, the uniqueness of who you are, whatever, take you out to eat, let me go get ice cream. This. Hey, let me ask y'all this because I, this is the difficulty that I've found just being a hundred percent real. Do I raise my kids for now or do I raise them for later? Yeah. You have to make, and, and what yeah. I mean by that is, you know what I'm saying? There's a level oh, of attention that I'm yeah. I, I'm giving you and all that that's, that you need now, but doggone it, when you get out in this world, like, you're not going to get this. You see what I'm saying? So it's a balance. Like, I tease, like, and I could call their name, like, uh, Kaya, uh, E. Kaya is, uh, I'm talking about, like, she is, yeah, she ain't she no gorilla. joke. Yeah, Kaya yeah, will tell gorilla. you exactly what's going on. And yeah. I look at her like, yo, I admire that because, like, why y'all tripping now? She going to get in trouble. She going to get her butt whooped now. Bruh, she going to be running somebody company in 10, 15 years. Like, no questions about it. You know what I'm saying? So my question is, which do you raise for? Like, do I push my kids to be like, yo, don't ask me no questions. Go out here and figure it out now. Or am I like, what's that balance? Like, that's I'll be honest, I'm struggling with that. I think I think it is a balance within the balance. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm. Like, yeah. you got to you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Yeah. And, 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 and like I said, far be it for me to act like an expert. Right. My, my kids could grow up and be serial killers. I don't know. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I told we've had this conversation before, but I even find myself now like I, I told you, Trey was doing this weird thing where he apologized for everything. Like he was like, like, like he would like, you know, spill like a little bit of water on the floor. I'm like, oh, sorry, daddy. Sorry, daddy. And I was like, whoa, mm. am I that on his head that he feel like yeah. he got to apologize for everything? Like we were in the basement yesterday um, and we've been working on his swing, like his baseball swing. Right. Because I'm not letting him. Play football. 
So I'm like, let's get this baseball thing going. And so he's like getting good swinging the baseball, and he missed it like twice in a row. He's like, sorry, daddy, sorry, daddy. And I'm like, yo, all good, bro. We just down here playing. But I think you do find that balance between knowing, you know, when to be hard on them, when to ease off, mm-hmm. when to, you know, whatever. Shout out to the young lady who came up to me. I can't remember if we were in Dallas or Charlotte. She was like, yeah, I heard you say you whooped Trey for something, and I. You should not whoop your. I, I, I was so mad at you. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Um, but you know, and I'm not perfect. And I do try to find that balance. I think my, you know, dad in particular. You know, my, shout out to my mom. But my dad is, you know, we had all boys, so we took our cue from our dad. My dad was very good at finding that balance between, yo, when you're wrong, you're getting corrected. I'm a love on you. All of those things. But I think, you know. It, it, allowing them to explore who they are and finding out what they are. And mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I look at my kids and I'm like, yo, I'm pretty sure, like I, you said it, your kids kind of became more who they were at that age. It's like, if you're around Trey for five minutes, you can pretty much guess what kind of kid he going to be. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, Avery, like I said, we working on her. Little mama is tough as nails. I'm talking yeah. about she is tough as nails. And I'm, like you said, Carl, I'm like, Yo, and, and me and her mom had a conversation because she is like, man, she has an iron will. And Candace was like, yo, I don't want to break that. At yeah. the same time, I can't allow yeah. her to just be straight and defiant. But at the same, you know, at, at, in the other breath, I don't want her to like lose that thing that might, like you said, be the thing to help her, you know, be the president. So, um, yeah, no, it is a balance, Carl. But I think it's a balance within the balance. If you see what I'm saying, I don't think there's like mm-hmm. one like, all right, cool. I'm going to just let Jordan do whatever he want to do and just go. And I don't think it's, I'm going to get on him for every little thing and try to push the mess out of him. I really do think it's a balance. And then so much of it, you know, when you think of nature versus nurture, you know, I look at, you know, myself and like, here we doing all of this talking. I went to Sexton, which is not the greatest school in the world. And Candace went to Hmm. Pershing. And we here, you know what I'm saying? Right. Candace went through metal detectors every day in high school. You know what I mean? Like. So you, you're talking about, you know, coming out of that. Now, I understand that she's the exception, not the rule, but um, I do think it's a balance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really about, you know, us preparing our our children as well as to prepare the kids who are listening on here. I've got a group of kids who come to the um, success series every week. And I'm like, wow, you know, what a responsibility, you know, and, and I know other middle school kids who who listen with their parents, you know? So I heard you snap last night too. I didn't have a chance to listen yet. Mm-hmm. Carl sent it to me last night, but I heard you went off. Oh, good. That's good. You That's back good off content. the injured reserve after the. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're down. That's well, good. I, I guess you said you wasn't down, but you, yeah. uh, he was. You, you were sick on the podcast last week, but you got yeah. real sick for a minute. He wasn't. He mm-hmm. told you get that organified. Quit playing with it. Uh, <laughs> I took it. I just took it too late, I guess. But please pick um, back up where you left off because somebody going to say I interrupted you. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, this nugget ever. Yeah, I, I got the shorties, you know, who listen. Yeah. And again, it's really about not, it's, it's not going to be any perfection because you're not going to be in a perfect environment. But I think really preparing our babies to get to the point where, you know, they can make decisions. You know, and they're not going to always make the right decisions. But I think one of the challenges that I look at this generation of parenting, and I don't want to call it overthinking, you know, but it's what you said. See, like, I don't know that your parents was doing all that thinking. I don't know that they had mm. apps and they had, you know, all of it. You know, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, I want to get my kids prepared for the real world. You know, I want to get mm. you prepared for break uh, for for if you have to break up a few times. I want you to be prepared for that. I want you to. Um, I saw somebody recently who 
um, shot themselves and their ex-girlfriend, you know, because she broke up with them. You know what I'm saying? And it's real, bro. These kids, you know, oh, it's, it's like folks shooting, folks shooting themselves, you know what I'm saying? Shooting other people. I had, hey, I had a friend who, didn't hold your thought, but I had a friend who we talked, and uh, it was two days ago, and um, his child didn't, let's say they got cut from the team or, or didn't make the team, right? Like, and this, and it meant everything to this child. I'm talking about like day and night, just dreaming about it. And they got cut and they sent, you know, the information to my friend, you know, basically telling him like, yo, your kid didn't make it. So he had to break the news to his child that, and this, you know, you're talking about, you know, this child is, you know, 12 years old. And he was, I was like, bruh, I couldn't have done it. I was like, yo, I'm talking about, I'd have been up at the school, like, what kind of donation do I need to make? <laughs> but then, like, E, what you're saying is so real, because it's like, yo, if you do that, like, yo, you messing up, like, the natural order of the world. Like, mm. that was supposed to happen so that child could grow a layer of, you know, armor you know and like we've all had those disappointments and it's like yo i think our tendency as a parent is to shield our children from disappointment when it's the disappointment that's gonna have that child that's gonna help you going forward but as a parent i think we have that natural inclination to protect them from Mm -hmm. you know that storm you know what i mean so i feel you a hundred percent yeah and i just think you got got kids that grow up and they soft as you know all get out i'm just saying y'all got this don't y'all like this generation is so like, you know, it's, it's, I don't think there's nothing wrong with sending Trey to a good school in a good network, whatever. I think the challenge though becomes like, it's almost like this generation doesn't want kids to experience, you know, like you look at the helmets and again, I ain't mad at nobody, but the knee pad, <laughs> the helmet boys, I'm like, yo, did our parents just hate us? We was we was going like we was driving, we was riding our bike in a city. We was in Detroit, Michigan, riding that joke around with no helmet, no nothing. Oh, then nobody nothing. died. Oh, like, nobody nothing. died. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. Now it's like dude, they can't. Oh my god! They they, they got they almost got to wear a helmet to go to school now. No no no, bro. <laughs> like no no no. I literally had to buy. I, we, Candace made me buy him. Now he got a helmet. We got a new bike for him the other day. He, he, you know, trying to learn without the training wheel. Bruh, he had, Candace made me buy wrist pads, elbow mm, pads, mm, mm. and knee pads. And he had the nerve <laughs> to act like he was scared to fall off the bike. I said, son, you ain't gonna do nothing but bounce right back up on the bike. That's all I'm gonna do with all that. With I'm the, talking about, he looked like the Terminator. Yeah, he looked I, like I, the Terminator. For real, to ride a bike. Like, Lord have mercy. Yeah. And, wow. I, and I'm saying, we I know have helmets. I promise you I never wore a helmet in my life riding a bike. Yeah. Hey, I used I, to be wheeling through the oh, middle of the street. To the street. Hey, Jordan, the only kid, see, he's the only kid in there. I just didn't do it. I got a helmet for him because Tamisha said something about it, but he don't like it. He don't wear it. I'm like, I don't care if you wear it or not, dude. Like, seriously, I grew up riding a bike without nothing. And they don't go nowhere, Barbados on he don't go nowhere. You're in a, a doggone subdivision with a, that's what, with a that's cul-de-sac. It. You know that's what I'm saying? Like, they ain't which, going nowhere. You, cut. That's you was it. going miles on the island. It was, miles, you know, you was going bro, miles on the island. You know, so that's yep. my only challenge that I just want our parents to be cautious of. It's hey, like, man, when, when you know better, you do better, man. Yeah. My mom said back in the day, they ain't had no car seats. They just used to hop in the ride. So you had no, a little no eight one you just put a seatbelt on them and ride yeah. out. Yeah, but I just want to know 
people probably drove better than him too. I don't, I don't know. Well, I just hey, people, right, hey, right, right. people, people were smoking cigarettes on airplanes yeah. back then. Yeah. So when you know mm. better, you do yeah, better. You're right. So and I'm sure somebody gonna be glad mad. It has evolved. Yeah, and I'm sure somebody gonna be mad because I said they didn't wear a helmet. But the bigger piece for me is just like, yo, I see some kids. If you out there, we're not, we're not advocating you not. Yeah, we're not advocating all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, but cows and helmets now. Yeah, yeah, no, no. What I am advocating though is this. See. I, the meltdowns that I see kids having these days, yeah, over yeah. over awesome little stuff, stuff bro. It's just awesome like, simple yeah, stuff. It's just like oh, you know, they having man. meltdowns, yep. bro. So I'm not tripping on no helmet. I'm just saying though, what can we do to create a world where it's not like they these kids are emotionally fragile, bro. Like mm. I said, because we're paying off their uh, teachers to uh, give them good grades. Yeah, make sure, they don't, yeah. make sure they make the team. They're just fragile. Yeah, that's so real. That's all. That's, that's so all I'm real. saying. They're just fragile, yep. and I just so, want to see so, them strong. That's all I'm saying. It, it lends to it lends to where the world is now. Like for real, people can't handle stuff, which is why you got all this crazy stuff happening. Like you react to it in this crazy way. No, that's 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 really. Yeah, they about to kill themselves wow. because and maybe see I messed up in school, so I don't take it as serious as I th- need to. But there are kids calling me, <laughs> bro, about to die because they failed a test. I'm like, yo, it's not the end of the world. Believe it or not, the fact that you're not gonna believe be a lawyer. I, yeah. you know, I, I have to tell kids, look, you you're going a traditional route of being a lawyer. Do you know how many people can take fell in the bar exam and turn it into another career? No, watch this. I've had a conversation with somebody and I'm like, yo, this is what I don't get. You didn't have, you know, there are people who didn't have the success that they wanted to have academically in terms of these, you know, tests or whatever. But I'm like, yo, you making more money than the person that passed the boards. You making more money than they make it. You, 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 you have a better uh, career if, if you will. I, but I'm, 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 but that's what I'm talking about right there. See, it's like people are having mental breakdowns because what society feels is successful. You didn't reach that. But in essence, you may be equally or greatly uh, uh, greater successful. I, I have learned in my uh, 35 years on this earth that everything is so relative, man. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. check this out. So we we got a, a, um, a business venture that we're working on or whatever. So we went and looked at a... Um, this property, right? And so the property was like three, it was like $3 million, right? It was right around $3 million, I think. So anyway, we go to the property, right? And there's a couple of us there and we're checking beautiful property, beautiful. The guy, the owner of the property is there. So he's there, he's showing us around and as he's talking, he says to us, oh yeah, no, I never actually lived here. I just bought this house for my family to hang out and when they come in, we have game night. They can stay here for a couple of nights and get out. So this house has never actually been lived in full time. <laughs> Mind you, it's a $3 million house. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> 10 minutes later, my man says, oh, yeah, you know, because some of these like really affluent guys, and I'm not one of those guys. I'm not like one of those big time affluent guys who just got a lot of money. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Like, I heard him say it, and I was like, yo, did my man just say Hold on, because I'm 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 panhandling then if that's the case. Hold up. <laughs> no question. And so, no, E, my man says, no, I'm not one of those guys. And so I'm listening. I'm like, yo, is my man trying to be like, like funny or like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's saying he's not one of those guys. You just told me you bought a $3 million house for your family to come have game night in. But then later on, he says who one of his good friends is, and it's an NFL owner. Mm. And so he, hmm. in his mind... He looking like, let's say he worth 50 million, he's friends with billionaires, 
So in his mind, he going, oh, I'm not even that deep. And I'm like, wow. I, I, I literally was just like, yo, wow. My man bought a $3 million house for game night and does not see himself as affluent because of who he's around. And I think, like I said, I just learned in my life, you know, it's just like, yo, there probably is some people who looking at us like, Yo, I probably should give Trey and Jordan some of my toys. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they ain't even got no uh, right. motor-powered, you know, uh, scooter that flies <laughs> through the air. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. so it's relative. Oh, wow. And I think, you know, it, it, I, here's some, somebody said it like this. Is somebody always going to have more than you? Somebody always going to have less than you? Enjoy what you got. You know, and, and even for me. I ain't going to lie. I felt a little sting when my man said he bought the $3 million house for game night and never lived in it and then didn't consider himself a flu. I'm like, whoa, here you are, you know, halfway feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like for one minute, I was like, yo, like, dang, like, I, you know, I got to step my game up or, I, you know, not comparing or whatever. But I'm just like, yo, here's a dude who, you know, a little older than me, but still like, you know, this is his, you know, this is what he did for his family. And he still don't even see it as that deep. So hmm. anyway, um. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, that, I think. So you know, can I say this, relative. though? See, I will say this, though. I want to say, especially because a lot of you who are listening to us are probably, you know, considered working class, either high, low, whatever. I do want to say this to you, that there is a world out there that you may have been exposed to, but maybe haven't aggressively, you know, um, uh, taken advantage of. Or maybe there's not, but that you know there's another world ex that exists. Man, I'm telling you guys for real, everything I love, the reason why I talk about, you know, this balance with my kids, you know, I'm trying to teach my children because anything can happen to me on any given day. I'm trying to teach my son the, the importance of n not having a, you know, a worker's mentality. I'm really trying to teach my son like, hey, I need you to go and get it. And my son is privileged in that. He did go to Michigan State, did work for the uh, program. And so he does have multiple friends who are in the NBA, you know, and I try to explain to him that there's a way for you to enjoy that lifestyle without playing. There's a way for you to be a millionaire. And the way that you do it is legitimately finding, you know, that gift, that thing that you do and turning that into an industry. Same thing with my daughter. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with going to work for people. I talked about it last night. Before you do anything, you have to do the, 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 the necessary. The necessary. So, so, yeah. so go for the necessary. You don't have to make necessary your life, but go for it. And so I do really want to encourage you guys. So when I talk about, you know, my son not having an emotional breakdown, I just mean like, yo, son, life is going to happen. There are going to be just as many disappointments, guys, probably more disappointments then there are whatever. I just found out, you know, my wife um, had, you know, her doctor was like, OK, I need you to go get this test. Went to go get a test. And we like, OK, believe in the, the best. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, shoot, now you got to go take another test. OK, cool. And then my daughter's having her own, her own, you know, health issues and had them for some time. But it's like, OK, it's minor, not not major, minor. But now it's like, OK, it's progressing, you know, so it's like, yo, it's always something. But what yeah. I try to teach my yeah. wife is like, yo, when the doctor sent you this report, like, yo, don't make it something that is not like have mm. control of your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. don't don't make it the, the worst diagnosis because they told you you got to go get one more test. Like, don't do that. Let's enjoy the day. You go take the test. Let's see what it said with Jada. All right, let's go. Let's go run another test. Let's see what they say. OK, we got to change the diet again. If we got to do this again, like but but 
We're not going to allow it to go. Okay, dad, since I've been 14, 15, I can't live the average life of a normal teenage girl. I got this problem, this problem. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm like, yeah, but you also live like some 14 year olds don't live. You have your own room. You know, you're going to college. You, you know, you're taking spring breaks. You know, you're taking summer breaks. You know what I'm saying? So, no, you're right. You, your, your life hasn't necessarily been uh, just strict ease. You do have a mom with a chronic illness, but there's so many other things that can happen. What I need you to do is I need you to be emotionally sound, emotionally strong. I need you to make good decisions. You know what I'm saying? I need you to go after whatever you could possibly go after. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to say to those of you who are listening, when C said, like, yo, somebody may have more than you. Somebody may have less. Absolutely. Take the hand that you've been dealt. I'm talking about, man, take that thing and play it to the best of your ability, but also keep learning about the game that you're playing. Don't just take that. I was going to say, remember, remember this line. I, I saw it. I saw a quote this week that just said, wherever you are now, like just, just adding on to what you just said, wherever you are right now, you actually prayed to be here. Yeah. Like you actually prayed to be here. Like just think back five years, you know, where you were then and you were praying to get a better car. Yeah. That's the car you actually got now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but me, you're still looking at something else. Go ahead, see my bad. No, 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 you're good. I just wanted, uh, while y'all are here, I just wanted to play for some, y'all uh, something. Shout out to uh, Pastor uh, Furtick. Um, but I heard a message from him the other day. Y'all, it kind of, I think it kind of hits. I'll play it real quick so y'all can hear it. But it, it just kind of breaks down what we're talking about. There are no glory days. There, there, there were problems then. When you arrive at the next place you want to be, there's going to be problems there. You have to learn how to have the boldness right here and now to face life head on and look it in the eyes. The challenges of this season and the blessings of the same. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. man was like, bro, mm. it ain't no glory days. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, get, yeah. get that out your head. That like one of these days is just gonna be no issues. Like it's problems in this season, it's problems in next season. It's like, yo, you gotta enjoy the here and now. So yeah. Hey, nah, see, just, when when Didi got the little whatever, they had her go do, and you know, and I'm ignorant. I thought an ultrasound was just, you know, what I'm saying related to kids. I didn't know, you know, what I'm saying it's a it's a, a a grander procedure. But you know, she went to do that procedure. Of course, they gave us some, um, you know, they gave us the update on it, you know, and so. I, Didi was kind of like, you know, at that moment where she had to just go, all right, let me decide how I'm going to spend the rest of the day after the news. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes in life you get news mm. at 8 o'clock in the morning, noon, at, you know, in the evening, whatever. But it was a situation where, and I was proud of her because I'm usually more that person and I have to tell her that. So she's picking up some stuff for me, I'm picking up some stuff for her. But what I said to her was, and, um, you know, Angela Brown, y'all know Angela. Angela's been to a couple mm-hmm. of our, you know, sessions or whatever. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Angela's son's probably a little, probably a little older than Jalen. He might be late 20s, I'm thinking, you know, early 30s at best. But I'm thinking late 20s. But anyway, he had maybe some form of cancer, could have been colon cancer or whatever. And he passed a couple of days ago. And oh, I told Didi, I said, Didi, while definitely we're not looking at the news and all, you know, and doing backflips and geeked about it. But I was like, yo, praise God. You know what I'm saying? We're praying for Angela right now, you know, and we'll support her however we can. And 
uh, imagine a mother like that's never supposed to happen that a mother loses their child, you know? And so I was just saying like, yo, let's put our energy on her. Let's pray for her. You know, unfortunately I didn't call her. Like I'm one of them dudes, man. Like for real, I just got it bad. You know, I just know everybody calling and I just know if Jalen or something happened to Jada, I'm just going to be real. I don't want to do a bunch of talking. I know I'm a talker, but I don't want to do a bunch of talking. Don't call me. I don't need 60, 70 people calling me with their condolences. Like, I really do need to be by myself. You know what I'm saying? I need to make uh, whatever sense I can make of it. And so I didn't re reach out to her, but Didi and I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do for her. And, um, it, it, but it put everything in perspective. Jada's little, you know, deficiencies and, mm -hmm. you know, what we got to do for her, you know. Uh, it just put everything in, in light. Like, yo, you got your life, Jada. You know what I'm saying? And I know, for real, the, uh, uh, illness is definitely an inconvenience. It's just like, it's just certain luxuries you can't enjoy, just certain things that happen to you. Like, it is what it is, you know? But I was like, yo, you got your life, Jada. You know, and one day, hopefully you'll have a family and you'll have a group of people outside of us who can support you in what you're going through. You know, it, it, it is what it is. But so I'm just saying, with Angela's situation, you know, even when she put up on YouTube the other day, like, yo, today is his last day. We know that at some point during the day and and and, and mm. um, loving memories to Buddy was a good kid, you know, and you hate for this to happen to anybody, you know, but it just put the day in perspective like, yo, Didi, yep, Jada, I feel y'all, but we got each other. We're alive and prayerfully we'll get through this one and come up with a plan for this just like we come up with a plan for everything else, but yeah, we, no, we can't let it break Let me, let me us. explain something to y'all, man, and let me just, like, for real, and, you know, every once in a while I feel the need to do this, but, you know, the reason, you, you guys are listening to the reason why, you know, I will forever roll, roll with E and be down with E because, man, y'all see him, and, and he's Superman. He really is, and you thinking it's because things are going so well. You Every know, it's day, easy right. to look yeah. at somebody like E, you know, and go, oh, okay, yeah, he on fire. He waking up at three in the morning. He got these videos. He pumped up. He energetic. I see him. He's smiling. He speaks to everybody, taking pictures, da 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 Like, and you you, you would almost think he doesn't have the same the issues perfect you got. Life. Yeah. You know, and, and he, as he's talking, I'm just like, yep, I hope they hearing it. Like, yo, he just said the two women that's closest to him in his life going through it with some stuff. And and I and you will not see him bat one single eye. He continues to go at that pace and continues to live what he says he lives. Like, yo, it, it, I hope people. I, I just hope the listeners, <laughs> Carl, can respect the faith that he has. You know, the the. I mean, he ain't called me not one day and been like, yo, can you pray for me, bro? I'm going through. Like, yo, like he really believes what he talks about. And I hope, you know, that's, I hope you guys can really appreciate the transparency. That's one of the things I think people love most. And I know you guys do, but I know listeners and, uh, you know, people out there, man, that's one of the things that they appreciate most about you is the, the ability to be transparent. Cause sometimes we see these people and maybe self-help people and they talk and they seem like they got everything together and there's no issues and there's no problems. They never talk about their marriage, you know, maybe rough spots or health or anything of those nature. Um, and you just, you know, you bring that stuff up, man. And it, it's helpful for me. Like, yo, what are you complaining about? You know? And so I know right. everybody out there appreciates it. But like I said, I just wanted to stop and tell the listeners like, yo, when you see me at a conference and you're like, yo, why did you just choose the rock? With It's like, yo, it's this hmm. kind of stuff right here. I've seen 
his name slandered. I've seen people try to take him down. I've seen, I mean, all kind of stuff. And, you know, I just appreciate you, bro, for standing tall all the time and just being an example. No other options, really bro. No other that, options. You know, you're one of the greatest humans to walk planet Earth. So, Carl, why don't you tell us about a couple of our sponsors, man? No no crazy transition. We, uh, yeah. we, in, uh, we, we in a pretty serious podcast. I didn't know it was going to go this way. Hopefully, you know, the listeners who uh, enjoy my comedy will get back to it. Yeah, next week. It's always next week. Um, But uh, but no, (laughs) and it was just an organic conversation. We didn't even have a you know conversation about what we were going to talk about. Just um, you know, hopefully uh, y'all got something out of that conversation. We got Ask Et uh, coming in a second, but let's let's really shout out our sponsors, man, and really shout out our our, one of our newer sponsors, man, who just been uh, rocking. Why don't you do them, and I'll do Organifi, and we'll get to uh, Ask Et. Yeah, no, and this one actually goes kind of along some of the lines that we're talking about. This segment is brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ is a life insurance agency that uses science and data to secure lower rates on health insurance for health conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. Um, Research has shown that runners who persist in running over an average of 5.9 years have a 29% lower risk of mortality and a 50% lower risk of death from heart disease. So E, keep running. Keep that running, E. Um, Seriously, so the, the, the great news is that uh, 56% oh, of health he, IQ. He, he, sure, he going to get a million dollar policy free. Right now. Right now. <laughs> that's all big. that you know doing. That. Yeah, no, it's real. So, that, yeah, that's why I said this one is huge. So, the great news is that 56% of health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their insurance. And these savings are exclusive to health IQ. So, health IQ can save customers up to 33% because here's just a couple of statistics. Physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease a 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes com- compared to people who are inactive. So, so their, what their, their strategy is a little different than your typical life insurance. It's like, like literally compared to like how you save money on your car insurance for being a good driver. Right. Health IQ saves you money uh, on your life insurance for it. living a health conscious lifestyle. So just, just let me get this out and we could talk about it a little bit, but learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com. It's healthiq.com forward slash forward slash success to qualify. Sorry, to see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com forward slash success, or just make sure you mention the promo code success when you talk to one of the health IQ agents. So yeah, when I saw this as a sponsor, I was like, oh, I love it. Yeah. It's, what it's in line with what though? we do. What about the Cinnabon boy? <laughs> I need to get that one. I need to get that And I do think wow, it's important. That's Let big. me just speak to the fact that, you know, um, you know, I have health insurance now, and, and this is a big thing, guys. I mean, um, I mean life insurance, sorry. Um, this is a, a huge deal. Like, seriously, you, you heard, you know, all the things we talk about in terms of people um, and what goes on and the unfortunate things that happen, man. And I want my family to be taken Absolutely. care of. This is never easy a subject to broach, right? Nobody wants to talk about dying and death and all of that. And, you know, I just think that this program is amazing because if you've done a great job taking care of yourself, which I know we have a lot of physical fitness right. people out there yeah. listening to us, yeah. we got a lot of runners, yeah. cyclists, we got vegans, we got people who you know live, a, 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 you know have a great diet and really take care of themselves. And you heard the statistics. So Health IQ is basically just betting on the fact that 
you're going to live a long, productive life. So they're like, hey, we don't need to, you know, you don't need to pay this insane premium or any of this right. stuff uh, if you're taking care of yourself. We believe that you're yeah. going to be around for a long time and you should be benefited from that. And so uh, you should actually be paying less money and being rewarded for being diligent with your health. Because you so, putting the work in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You put the work in. So healthiq.com slash success. Um, and check it out. Get a free quote. They'll, they'll ask you about your, your diet, your exercise, things like that. And um, man, save some money on life insurance, man, and set That's your family big. up for the long run. Y'all yeah. quit quit playing with it, man. You out there, you've been listening, you've been thinking about life insurance. I have life insurance. I got on the car, just I finished promise. his up not yep. that long ago. And yep. uh, Health IQ can help you too, man. So healthiq.com slash success. Um, let's talk um, about that next week, see? Let, for real. Let's talk, let's talk, let's like kind of dev into that because I remember being on the prayer line and the guys are a lot younger than I am, a lot of them. And I remember them starting a um, push-up challenge, you know, and I'm looking now three years later, you know, and then, you know, TJ would have conversations with me in terms of the difference between holding 200 pounds of fat, you know, on your body versus 200 Mm. pounds of muscle on your body, you know, and it kind of seems like Carl, 200 is 200. But there's some things what that I bought a hundred of each. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, it depends. I mean, here, here's the part though, and I want to talk about this next week because one of the things I've learned with Didi, you know, is it's like a car, bro. If you like, for real, like you ever notice when, like, okay, let's say you have something that goes wrong with your car, and you don't take care of it, and then before you know it, it was like, okay, it was that one thing, and then mm-hmm. now it's like, shoot, it was the brakes. Now it's the rotors. Now it's other parts of, you know, the brakes or whatever. So with Didi, what I'm noticing is that once you get a chronic illness, you have to be cautious because it's not, how do I say it? The body is less prone to want to run and do things like that. It's like, even for me, when I got this cold, see, I probably went five days without running or walking. And it wasn't that I didn't want to run or walk, but I'm just telling you, I don't know what happened, but like, you know, my appetite was different. I didn't really crave, um, I didn't want to eat, you know, like the foods that I normally would have a, um, a desire for. I didn't have a desire for foods. I didn't have a desire for running, walking. I had a desire to be doing push-ups, pull-ups. And I'm a, I'm a dude that, like, for real, I'm pretty wired. Like, once I do something, like, that's what I want to do. And I, I didn't have a desire to do it, you know. And so I want to kind of talk about with Didi, like, she has to be cautious because, once you get a chronic illness, like you lose your appetite for certain things. Mm. And then what happens is you get that illness and you have that for a long period of time and it triggers something else. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like when people get cancer, it may start in one area, but before you know it, mm-hmm. once it's introduced to the body, it becomes that much easier for it to spread, if that makes sense. So I kind of want to talk about the health thing, see, because the health thing is one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm in my 20s, I'm good. Oh. I'm in my 30s. Yeah. Oh, I need to start. Not no more. I, I'm in my 40s now. And it's like, oh, it ain't as hard to run five miles. It, it's not, let me say this. I don't want to say hard to run because it's not this. That's not the truth. What I should say is your appetite decreases for stuff that you're not doing. So the older you get, if you eating Cinnabons for real and you eating fried chicken and macaroni and cheese, it's just that much easier to keep eating like that, you know, than it is just to quit at 45 and say, I want, I want to live a healthier lifestyle. So let, I don't know. I know, see, you come up with the subjects, but next week, if we could get in an emergency 
But let's turn this thing mm. around, guys. I'd like to start talking about little things that we can start doing, you know, to start turning stuff around. As long hey, as real, you don't real. try to make me go vegan, I'm good. Oh, I promise uh, not to go that. <laughs> Extremes are never good. Extremes never hey. make a person stay with something, so I won't do that. This weekend, Jamie asked us a question at church. Jamie asked, you know, we did a little separation thing where the man went downstairs. We had a little discussion, and Jamie asked. We had a lot of young guys there, so Jamie asked him, like, yo, if you could choose one car that you got, I'm talking any car, no, like, no, no restrictions on it, rest of your life, this is the car you have to have the rest of your life. Like, what car would it be? So, you know, they're going around and everybody's shy at first. Like, I don't know. I need something big that can carry my family. Jamie was like, look, y'all play. Let me just get to the point. The point is that's your body. Yeah. Like, you got the farest yeah. car that has ever been made, yeah. but you only got one for the rest of your life. Like, you got one. So, yeah. I ain't mean to start next week up, but just, yeah, just no bear question. that in mind. You only got there. one. Come back, y'all, next week. Yeah, let's really talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's fix the – that. a lot of us got check engine lights on. Let's uh, uh -huh. let's talk about that check engine light and see what we could do to put ourselves in premium health so we can get these discounts, Carl, on this health Absolutely. This life insurance. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so hey, you take back also, over. Also, I wasn't finished now. Let me get to Organifi, man. They they they, they are, 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 are old, bae. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to take <laughs> You got to make sure we show them some love too, man. Organifi.com, promo code SUCCESS, man. Um, you guys heard us talk about it all the time. Shout out to them, Carl. They just sent me the the gold, another a package of the gold. I ain't get it yet. How's yeah. the gold? Oh man, it's 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 insane. I love it. Uh, it tastes great. What well, tastes like? Using, is it citrus? Uh, a little citrusy. You know, the other one is a little bit more mint. The green one that mm -hmm. I've been yeah, rocking with forever, yeah, but the gold's mint, got a, a little different flavor to it, man. So uh, we started on that. Candace and I started on it the other day. Uh, been rocking with it. Is is great. Um, shout out to my boy Evan. Who sent me a picture last night? I should send y'all the picture so y'all can see it. He had like uh, twenty water bottles lined up with like the little funnel. And he was just <laughs> shaking them in there. He said, sent me a text and said he was in the lab with it. Um, nice. you know, really going in, man, noticing a huge difference in his body and his energy level. He said he back in the gym uh, thanks to the Organifi and um, you know really just you know using that to propel his health. So again, do me a favor. Drink the Organifi and then call Health IQ. You know what I'm saying? There it is. And there boom. There it is. Yep. Uh, an explosive combination. But uh, no, in all seriousness, man, um, you guys, this is how we, uh, you know, make this podcast go with our sponsors, right? And we only try to bring you sponsors who we really rock with, who we believe yep. in, who we use ourselves. And um, Organifi is another one of those brands, man, that we really believe in, that we rock with, that we use every day. For those of you yep. who see me at the conferences, they always run up to me. It's like, is that Organifi? And I'm like, absolutely. Carl pulled out some packets behind his back. And I think we're going to actually uh, hopefully have some samples at the next city yep. we go to. Yep. I'm working us, on it. Yep. Yeah, they're going to send yep. us a bunch of them, man. But for you right now, uh, man, you can get a big discount just by telling them we sent you. Use the promo code success, Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com uh, and tell them that we sent you by using the promo code success, man. We appreciate you guys supporting this podcast. We're going to do our best every week to show up and give you some great content, man. And if you could help us out and uh, you need one of these products, man, go use the promo code. It does help us out greatly. And um, yeah, with that being said, let's get a couple questions out the way so we can be uh, done with this. Hannah in Toronto said, "What? who is the most surprising artist in your regular music playlist? Hmm. Wow, surprising. 
Well, yeah, who, for, who yeah. you be listening I, to? That? Uh, probably, oh, I know E-Pink or something like that. Oh, Pink mm. is my, oh, Pink, U2, uh, Coldplay. Yeah, that's my, yeah, no question. Maroon 5. Yeah, Maroon, <laughs> Maroon 5, five. <laughs> no question. Oh, I wouldn't oh, think they five, would be, definitely. yeah, I wouldn't think that would be a, okay, let me say this, because this is a younger group. So they probably wouldn't know the Manhattan transfers, but that's like something Ooh, that's in my, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's in yeah. my repertoire from, you know. Our music was music. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I listen to that every night. And like Carl said, when I'm feeding like for the whole band, the sounds, the everything. So that's probably for a lot of younger kids would be like, Manhattan transfers, who's that? But yeah, definitely in my hookup. Hey, I'd say my weirdest, and I, I I can't tell you a name of an artist like that because I ain't in it like that, but I'm saying whenever I get these cloudy days, for some reason, I just like to hear classical music. And it's a weird little thing. Like, I ain't no lover of classical music like that, but it just kind of fit the mood for me. So, like, once you get, like, a, I'm talking about, like, a hardcore stormy day, like, I'll just pop some kind of, like, I'll go to, like, Pandora, Spotify, one of them, and just find, like, classical music. So that's that's one of the ones that I think that... You know, stands out a little bit, but yeah, everything else is There's fair game, man. Between pretty me much. And Carl, you know, what I'm saying I was gonna say Uncle Luke. You know, don't stop. <laughs> <Uncle Luke. laughs> you know, what I'm some old school Close Florida Uncle ears. Luke. Don't, I was, baby, I was thinking about the Google classical. Don't Google that, babies. Don't, don't Google nah, that. No, yeah, babies. please don't Google. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Um, no, nah, I don't know if it's surprising, man, but I, I rock. Uh, I like uh, Ed Sheeran. I rock Ed Sheeran pretty, pretty often. Uh, mm. Love his album, and then uh, surprising. Da, 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 da. I, I told y'all, man. I fool, you know. Hey, shout out to to my half white side. I fool with a lot of uh, country. You know, uh, I, I can go with some Sam Hunt and some, which is like my my cousins who like really in the country. Like yo, Sam Hunt and them, they not country. Stop saying they country. They like pop country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that, I can handle like a little pop country. You know what I'm saying? That uh, uh be pretty dope. So. Uh, next question comes from Vincent in Tampa. Said, "Hey guys, love the podcast. Regular listener. Have you ever have you ever had an idea for an invention? I've had a ton of them. Yeah, we we did a um, that was a BU call where we talked about that, where CJ made me feel bad about mine because it didn't come to fruition. Uh, um, what was but that? yeah, no, a bunch of them. I had this this little weird idea, like potty training. Of course, you know, we got the kids, mm -hmm. and my son was into like the whole Thomas the Train thing. They're probably gonna hear this podcast and 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 take it and use it. Mm -hmm. But hey, I ain't do it, so it's on me. But I thought about you know the whole thing with Thomas is this funnel and the noise that it makes, or you know the steam coming out. So I thought about like yo on a potty training thing. I wonder if there's something that you can do to, you know, make the toilet just make a noise or even steam or something to make mm -hmm. you know. A little man interested in going to the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? Like, because right. you know, like, hot now I'm like, I want to go hot see that. Mess. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, I, yeah, it never went that, anywhere. Yeah. But I'm saying, e either the sound or the steam or a combination of the two, but you know, some little mask you could put over the toilet so it looked like the train kind of thing yep. that would have killed it for a little man. He'd have been in the bathroom at like six months or he'd have been on his own, but oh. yeah, nothing. Somebody yeah, beat me to mind, bro. It. Somebody beat me to mind. Curbside carryout. Somebody beat me to mm. it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. And, that and was, you use it yeah, now. Yeah, now I use it. That was my invention. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just pull up to the restaurant. You ain't even got to get out. They bring yeah. your food right to you. I had one um, yesterday in my in mind. So I, you know, my kids are disgusting when they eat at the table. And there's like on the floor, it's always like 
you know, Cheerios, and I'm talking about they're embedded into the hardwoods. Like you, mm. you, I mean, you got to get down on your hands and knees and scrape these jokers off. And I was like, man, so I'm trying to sweep. So imagine Carl, like I come back after I get home or maybe, you know, the kids eat in the morning, take them to school, go to the gym, come back, get to work. Then like before the end of the day, I'll sweep up, but the Cheerios are stuck. So I'm literally sweeping over <laughs> rows of Cheerios that will not move. So I gotta get down and scrape them off. And I was like, yo, I need a broom that can be like a chipper, you know, like the ice chipper y'all had to use to get the ice off your car this morning, and then you use the other side to brush it away. I'm like, yo, why don't brooms have a little side where you could flip it, mm. and then just a little scrapey scrape, and then right into the dustpan. So I, I, I want to uh, invent that. So if you're out there and interested in collabing on my idea and hitting Shark Tank, see if Mark Cuban give us a hundred million, um, email me. Uh, and shout out to everybody who emails us, man. You guys are, are awesome, man. I know we uh, we read the negative comments, um, but man, we get a ton of emails from people who comment on the discussion. And trust me, man, I need to start reading some of the feedback, um, not, not positive feedback or whatever, but just the commentary that you guys have. I think one of the unique things about this podcast is that, you know, when I, you know, meet people at conferences or I see you out and, you know, just the, the world somewhere, you always come up to me, man, and say, you know, I felt like I was right there with you guys. I wanted to jump in the conversation. I wanted to say something, you know, and I think that's the um, biggest compliment we could get. You know, we're here, we're not perfect, but we're just trying to, you know, have these conversations. These are authentic conversation, guys. We don't have a meeting before this podcast. We don't sit down and, and ask, what do you want to talk about? Um, you know, I usually just generally have an idea of something that happened in my daily routine and bring it to the guys and get their thoughts on it. And so the fact that you guys really support us and rock with us, um, you know, it means the world to us, man. And uh, we enjoy getting all your feedback. Carl, where can they email? Just hey, info at etinspires.com. Info at etinspires.com and, um, and whatever and feedback, it to man. Who you want to have it and I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> right. to to the uh, correct person, man. But you guys really are awesome, man. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, I got to go, y'all, because I got stuff to do. Um, but uh, I just looked at it. I felt like we've been on here long. Bro, we still wife within our, our like, regular okay? time. I'm like, what you mean? I'm okay. <laughs> She's like, it's like, okay. is that it a two-hour podcast? I'm like, no, yeah, we started. It, felt, like, long. it oh, felt long because he was trying to find his recording equipment for the first Oh, the first minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what made it long. I was sitting here listening to Jeffrey music, waiting to get going. And the hip-hop preacher, he ain't been home in so long. I'm like, why do you even still pay a mortgage? You'd be better off oh, than yeah. getting the hotel when you come well, to Lance. What the dude said, the $3, million, the $3 million dude, what he said. Like, he just have it. Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come home and preach. I have it for the uh, success. Test oh. series and to preach. Oh, okay. I need mm, to step mm, my game mm. up. My house is for full time living. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, if you, now, let me find out you got an insider at Saddlebrook. And at we the really house. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We really going to have. Oh, I think I got an insider, though. Shout out to Frenchie. Shout out to oh, Frenchie. I saw that email yeah. come through. Yeah. Somebody said, anytime you in my city, I'm going to pick you up from the airport. You do not have to catch the death shuttle. And so, um, <laughs> shout out to Frenchie. I got my first insider uh, driver. And also, shout out to, uh, no, nah, well, I'll wait on that one because I want to see, if, I don't want to just throw it out there if y'all not, if y'all not trying to be a sponsor. But I got an email from somebody who said they could help us out with our transportation as well. But I'll mm -hmm. hit him up on the side and see if he really bought that real life or he just talks. 
or you don't see just talking or you see so <laughs> i hit him up but no if y'all hear a ride share sponsor in the next few weeks i went out and hunted that one down so yes um, sir yeah no uh er, oh I, I forgot to ask y'all i should I probably should have everybody easter was good sorry oh yeah just just family just relax yeah just just relax man yep. yeah we had a huge, oh yeah he was sick that was in the yeah, bed yeah. In the bed, yeah. We had a, a huge Easter egg hunt over here, uh, like always. And then we got to throw away all the candy because we got. Yeah, like, no doubt, it's oh too much. Goodness. And Avery, uh, she like spaz every time she see the Easter basket. Candy looked at me mm, last night. Mm, was like, mm. when I come home from work tomorrow, any trace of egg <laughs> Easter better be gone. Because Avery just be chilling, and she see that joint out the corner of her eye, and it's on. So. Um, mm. Real quick, e, I, I, and you could do the nugget of the day, or I could do this um, me, this uh, picture I took. Uh, I told you I wanted to read mine as well. Yeah, read that. Um, See, read it. I, I, I'm interested in hearing it. Yeah, so it said, and I, I just randomly came across this, and it said, so what's the difference, difference between growth and our typical idea of perfection? Perfectionism is all or nothing. Growth is little by little. Perfectionism is about the goal. Growth is about the journey. Perfectionism is about the outward appearance. Growth is about what happens on the inside. Perfectionism is about what we do. Growth is about who we are becoming. So mm. I read that and it stuck with me. So I thought I, you know what I mean? Share it yeah. with y'all. And uh, you yeah, might need to hot. share it on the podcast. So um, listen, man, go check out healthiq.com. Uh, use the promo code SUCCESS. Go to Organifi.com. Use the promo code SUCCESS if you could jump on iTunes. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Um, and even my people who, you know, you leave a negative review. I still love you because I know you're listening. I know <laughs> you're somewhere down there. You're just listening. And every time I say Trey, it just burns your soul because you're like, why can't I hear E.T.? But we love you, too. Um, we love e, you. E, just give us a, a quick nugget of the day, man. Let us get uh, uh, on about our business. Oh, and, man, I almost forgot. Sorry, man. Uh, matter of fact, let's do this, E. If you don't mind, let's give Dr. King the nugget of the day. Um, oh, yes. I, I 50 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 50 yeah. years. We yeah. talked about it. He and I have been talking about it this morning, but um, definitely didn't want the podcast to go by 50 years um, since Dr. King was unfortunately assassinated. Hmm. Um, man, one of my heroes in, of all time. You know, just you know, every time you hear his voice, man, you just get chills. And it's been mm -hmm. 50 years to the day we're recording this on uh, Wednesday. And... Um, yeah, man, we just want to we just want to uh, show our appreciation for Dr. King, and actually, uh, maybe this podcast turns out to be pretty apropos uh, based on some of the discussions we've had. So, uh, Dr. King is going to take us away, man, in loving memory, and uh, we appreciate y'all listening. We'll see you next week. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in. China or even Russia or any totalitarian country. Maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech somewhere i read of the freedom of press somewhere i read that the greatness of america is the right to protest far right
so just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.